Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor Vinny. Hi, you road to growth listeners. Today we got Ben, business mindset coach, help people kind of get to where they want to get to. Yeah, you know, I really focus on business owners and real estate agents, help them get out of their own way actually put in some real systems that actually focus a long, long game. Most guys are focused on short game, but at the end yeah. of the day, uh, emotional intelligence is massive. Uh, it's mindset. And so I I've coached as a sales marketing coach. I've, I've, I've coached all kinds of different things, different companies. And at the end of the day, the, the, the person behind the strategies is usually missed. Everyone wants to Google the strategies and everyone wants to do how, when really it's a mindset, like what are you limiting yourself at? So we got to smash through those limiting beliefs and then you level up in business. It's very, very simple, but uh, people are always wanting to how, but they don't want to look at themselves in an honest way. And so I kind of, I think I'm, I'm the only guy that's blending emotional intelligence, personal growth, deep dive into inner beliefs with business building. And I feel like that's, that's, a, that's more important than the actual how in business. So that's kind of what I'm up to. I'm helping people get out of their own way figure out who they are and uh, how to scale businesses that way first. Well, going through your story, I mean, it seems like one of the the, the biggest things you had to work with on, on your personal self was something at a young age. Can you walk us through kind of what happened? Uh, when yeah. You, you know what? Working with people, it's pretty amazing when you actually get real with them. How many people, like I'd say 90% of people have had trauma, have had different things. Uh, at different levels and it's funny because i feel like that needs to be the biggest conversation first because our subconscious is literally on the wheel it's not us like our subconscious is is driving the the ship that's why we self-sabotage that's why we chase things do wrong partnerships there's so many different things real estate agents change brokerages every five minutes thinking that that'll solve the game but it's usually an emotional issue they're trying to solve with a business solution so this is that my, my my background is uh grew up in a very very tough childhood, uh, ended up running away from home at 12, staying away, uh, lived on the streets. Uh, got, I, found, I found a place where I fit in, which was drug addicts and party dudes and lived my life that way and in and out of jail cells. And, uh, you know, just at, at, a, at a very core level, I never really knew how, uh, how valuable I was. And I, I walked this earth feeling uh, like I was hopeless. I walked this earth just not knowing where I was at, who I was at. And, and, uh, my, my, my childhood was not easy. Uh, I had to uh, get away from my situation. That's why it wasn't that I wanted to rebel and, and do these things. I just felt empty as a little kid. And I, and I took off, found my, found my place in some street kids and long story short, ended up in a rehab center, you know, after, you know, I, I tried suicide and different things and went into a rehab center for 365 days and I was uh, turned 18 years old when I was uh, in rehab, and 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 then I got headhunted. Uh, first, I worked for that rehab center as a counselor, as a as a PR guy. He spoke probably 80 times, sharing our stories and raising money. So that was cool, like that. But then I got headhunted by a by a company that needed a sales guy called Gunner Office Furnishings, and I went in there. And be, when you have an inadequacy and you don't feel like you're valuable, you go to performance. And so if you're if you perform well, you feel good. If you don't perform well, you're probably just a big pile of piece of shit. It's just like this weird. Uh, and I know a type uh, strong personalities have this 
uh, until they figure it out, but you're driven by, by an aggressive internal dialogue. And so I went and sold, I don't know, I, I worked there. I was too young for the business. I sold two and a half million dollars of office furniture. And it's not, uh, it's not, uh, it's not a, it's, it's pretty ironic as my dad was a top salesman in, in all of Canada, financial planner, sold vacuums. He, sales was where he, he noticed me. And so if we have to always tie our stories to our business and to our success and to which direction you're taking, because the worst thing in the world is chasing someone else's goals. Because you, you waste about 10 years, 20 years of your life until you figure it out. Maybe it's a midlife crisis. Let's rewind a little bit then. What do you think, looking back now, right, you were missing and pushed you to to leave your home and kind of go on the streets and find drugs and so on and so forth? Well, you just, you, you know, my, my, uh, my, my dad, he's a good guy now. We're friends now and we've got a great relationship. But he was raised by a, by a dad that his dad was in a concentration camp at one point. And so you can imagine what happened there. Uh, my, you know, and this, this, the way that they, I was raised was definitely not something I'm, that he should be proud of, to be honest. And so when you're just, you just don't feel loved and accepted. You don't feel safe anytime. And so you go through this, this childhood, but I was always a little bit smart and I don't know what it was, but I went, if I stayed in this tribe, I'm going to become this tribe. And so at 12 years old, I just realized, you know what, I was born into the wrong tribe. This was not my people. And to this day, I look for my tribe one at a time. Now, you, you found your tribe, you're partying. It seems like things are positive. Did you make a choice to go to rehab or was it rock bottom? I, well, as a night, I was I was on all kinds of different drugs. It was two, three in the morning. And um, I'm laying there in this basement suite, this dungy basement suite I'd rented. And I'm laying there and and, and hallucinating, and I, I I just just all of a sudden had this crazy moment of like go go home, and so I I ended up it's vague, but I got a cab, the cab, uh, I remember the cab knowing me for some reason, and uh, he drove me to my parents' house. I got out, I stood there at two three in the morning, and uh, like it was death or like I've tried, like, I'm like, this has to end. Like, I can't live like this. I just wanted to, uh, it's just hopelessness, right? It's a very, very ugly thing is hopelessness. And so I stood there, I walked in, I, I mean, I knocked on my parents' door. My dad had already in his mind disowned me. He was done with me. My mom comes, I sat on this step uh, and she says, what's going on? I said, look in my eyes, I'm high as a kite. I always had money. Money was always easy for me. Uh, threw a thousand dollars on cash on the ground. I said, Mom, I got tons of cash money, but I want to die. And she goes, well, there's this place called Teen Challenge. And it was a rehab center. And I remember they uh, this they, they had a men's choir show up at my church as a kid, which is so ironic because they actually billeted the choir members, which were extra addicts in my house. So it was almost like this weird meant to be that someday I'll be needing to know about this place. My parents had these guys in their house. And so it was a choice and in my head. I said, I'll do it. I'll give it one more try. I'll give it one more try because I wanted to live. I just couldn't figure it out. I wanted to live. So I gave it one more try. And uh, that was that was the turning point. It got me clean for a year. And and, and uh, you know, so it's been a long time since then. But let, let, let's jump back again. You, you see, you said money was always easy for you. Were you just yeah. were you selling stuff? Were you working? Yeah, places? I was an entrepreneur at heart. You know, work, work. I, my dad, again, uh, created a value system by telling me that he loved me when I worked hard. So when you have that happen as a child, that goes deep. And when when it's not unconditional love, the only way to feel love, and that's ultimately what every human wants. If you break us right down, there's only one thing we want is to be loved. 
and to love. That's literally, if you break down every single motivator, everything comes down to that. And, and so for me, my dad was a salesman and he was the hardworking son of a gun. And whenever I did anything in, in, a, in a way that would be hard work or sales, he'd love me. And that's, so it was a dysfunctional, like I understand that very clear now. I can, I can usually break down anybody and find their motivators pretty quickly and understand if they're even on the right path or the path that's authentic to them. A lot of times people don't take their own path and then they wonder why they're empty. So. Do you remember when you were able to switch over working hard and sales for him compared to you? Yeah, it's like 15 year process. Okay. <laughs> it's this, it's I'm, 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 uh, I'm probably, I'm the most committed to personal growth I've ever met anyone. I'm ridiculously insane. I'll put myself in hard positions just to find out what I do. I will, I will, uh, you know, I will, if I am scared, I lean at it. If, if there's things in, in me that I don't like, I'm looking right at it. Like I'm ridiculously uh, courageous at looking at the shit I don't like about myself. Uh, the, I think if I was to say one thing, so someone could take something away is that we're trying this whole self-love movement is bullshit. And here's why looking in the mirror and saying you're beautiful is going to lead to judgment. So what you do is people, even psychologists and counselors are all saying you need to have more positive thoughts than negative thoughts. And that's bullshit. Because what you're doing is you're trying to outdo what you don't like about yourself with positivity. It's insanity. It doesn't work. Go look in the mirror and say you're beautiful 50,000 times. How do you feel? You feel fat. And so it, the fact is, I want to say I'm fat. Yeah, I'm fat. But can we accept ourselves fat? This is now the ultimate hack to personal growth is it is not self-love, but self-acceptance. Now, this goes against all A-type personalities because like, fuck that. I need big goals. I need, I need, you know, giant goals and all this. Well, that's all inadequacy. It really is. Like I have massive goals, but I'm not attached to them. Like with my own personal values, not tied to them anymore. Like I'm, I'm still a sales guy. I'm, 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 I'm still a hardest working son of a gun out there. These are things that are okay. It's not that it's just the motivation's different. And so, and so the biggest thing is, is if you can look at yourself in the mirror and accept who you are now, that's that's hard because as a you know the american dream doesn't accept who you are kick your ass be better you got a four pack get a fucking six pack you need a six pack get an eight pack if you did five thousand transactions you need five thousand and one transactions like a lady the other day sent me a message on facebook she goes I, I was looking for a coach and she's a real estate agent and i said how many deals do you do she goes 400 deals in my team i want to level up and i'm sitting there and i'm like to what 500 deals like like 400 deals i want to level up that's someone that's lost to me because if you're doing 400 real estate transactions you should have a life that's fucking amazing but instead there's emptiness so they want to build more i don't know what is more like we got to find out what is enough then build a life we love versus just hitting next levels for no reason it's it's just deeply passionate for me so you need to accept who you are find out what your enough is and then focus on building a life that's my thinking. Could, can't you do both? Yeah. What's the motivation? I just want to know why. Like, are you, is it your goals? Yeah. Like, are they even your goals? That's the problem. Why do you need, okay. Tell me why do you need $10 million? So you obviously, you obviously have a life that you're trying to build and yeah. no one is actually connecting it to anything Yeah. because that's what happens. It's like, I remember wanting to buy the NHL team Edmonton orders. And when you tell people big goals, they love you. Wow, Elon Musk, I'm going to Mars. It's almost like the bigger the goal, the more popular you are. But when I say I'm good, I've won the game, it's almost like I'm a quitter. 
Like it's not, it's like, like my, my, my relationship with my wife is incredible. And it all changed when one night I came home and she said, I want to leave you then. That's when I cracked a million dollars. And I sat down I said, I'm doing it all for you. I'm doing everything for you, the kids, everything. She goes, I don't need any of that. And I'm like, well, I want the kids. No, Ben, you're doing it for you. You're doing it for you. You're fixing your own inadequacies. You're chasing when you shouldn't be chasing when you have everything right here with you. That was the day I stopped doing YouTube. I stopped doing everything. And I went, fuck, I'm already won the game. I got a wife that really loves me. I got kids that, you know, at that point they were asking for a new dad, but I had the kids that wanted to love me too. And, and I, and, and so now I say, now my entire motto is, is that, you know, love where you live, love the work you do, love who you're with and love who you are. If we can work on those things, dude, I've, I'm in a very good financial picture. I've got things popping, man. I got, I got people coming at me on every level. I run a retreats. I got business owners coming. Like I got real good stuff. Guess what? Don't care. Don't care. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, it, it's the most funnest thing ever being an entrepreneur and just freaking seeing how far I can go, but I'll let it all go in 10 seconds. Cause I've already won the game. What let's say, okay. And, and you've got to the place that you're at, right. Where you're, you have a level of success that, that you can appreciate, right. Let's yeah. say there's, if you were talking to that person that was selling furniture still, yeah. right. And he changed his mindset for wanting more to being content with who he was. Do you think he would ever allow you to get to where you are today? Great question. Everyone thinks that it's a, if you don't have that insecurity, you'll never push that far. Like I bought well, not 40, insecurity, not insecurity. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this idea that, cause then the way I'm, I'm taking it, I could be totally, yeah. totally wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Let's is go. That there, it's a, a, a contentment appreciating what you, you have and not needing more, not wanting. Yeah. More. I bought 41 properties in 14 months yeah. at one point I could have bought 20 yeah. and done good. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and, I think that guy, if I go back and talk to the guy selling desks and office furniture and landing all these huge companies and, and commercial deals, and I'd look at you and go, what do you want? Yeah. And I'd probably, I'd have to cut through his bullshit, just like I do with everyone else I work with. They always tell me, this is what I want. I just say, well, is that yours? Hmm. No, I wanted to prove my dad that I could fucking destroy him at his own game. He was a top level financial planner. If you're not going to love me, fuck you. And, and that's very, very, very clear today. But I was blind to what was motivating me. I, I want to know what's motivating people so we can actually get to a life that they want to live. And you know what? It might be needing $10 million, but it better be tied to something for a meaning because so, there's an empty path there. So be, yeah. So I, I understand what you're saying. So be happy with who you are and try to find a way to fund your perfect life, not basically trying to prove someone else. Yeah. Like, I think, what do you, like, what do you want? Yeah. Why do you have every single social media platform going? Why are you interviewing me? Why are you even doing this? Now, I'm interested in that stuff. Like why yeah. you, you're a real estate guy. Now you're pivoting over to maybe doing some entrepreneur stuff. Obviously you've got ambitions. What's driving that ambition. If you can figure that out, that's the big thing, but no one's talking about that. They're always talking about, you know, acquiring more, which I'm good with. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to like, I love it. Love everything. I Money. I'll swim in it if I can. Yeah but it's just definitely not defining me. And it's, yeah, I'll let it go in 10 seconds. If I live on the streets again, I'm willing to do that as long as I'm with my family. No, I, I and, and I appreciate, it. I think there's, I mean, you hear it so much that people, some people that have buku bucks, and I've talked to right? some of these people, exactly. right? They, they still don't appreciate what they have because again, like you're saying, they want more. So if, if you're content with what you have, and usually that comes to a point of, if you can pay for all your bills, once you can pay for all your bills and you're not stressing out, maybe a vacation or two, mm -hmm. you know, 
that's probably, and you can find happiness in that, then th that's gravy. I think when you go to the next level and you still can't find happiness mm -hmm. and more and more and more, then there's something deeper. So I, I can, fully yeah. Well, and that's, and that's using financial security to find happiness still. Like I, I feel like, I feel like, um, even if you don't pay your bills, you could really be happy. That's the, that's the missing factor. And people think it's monk like, or you gotta be poor to be happy. There's, there's so much deep limiting beliefs around money. It's, it's an amazing topic. I'll run, I'll run mastermind workshops on your relationship with money. Like, yeah. for example, like I grew up in a Christian, uh, home. Okay. There's a verse in the Bible that says you cannot, it's easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle than to a rich man to get to heaven. Mm. Holy shit. So if I'm rich, I'm going to hell. Imagine that subconscious belief from a childhood. We need to uncover and figure out what the hell that even means. Secondly, is that even your belief? And guess what? Yes, it is including that into your decisions, your self-sabotage, your chasing. You'll you'll get to a place where you're rich and wealthy and you'll self-sabotage it because of a core belief as a child says you're going to go to hell if you go to get rich. Like these are the things that are really underlining our behavior. So we got to uncover that stuff. So there's some really interesting things that from an emotional intelligence, inner game stuff that can actually level you up 10x better than any sales training, marketing training, anything like that. The inner game is what's holding us back. So you don't think that if you were compared to who you are now to compare to, let's say you were poor living on the street, right? Yeah. Trying to fend for your kids. You don't think you think you'd have the same level of happiness that you have at that point compared to who you are today? Well, I'm sitting looking at the ocean in one of the most prestigious well, neighborhoods uh, ever. So uh, yeah. I'd be, yeah. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be full of crap saying I'd love that. The yeah. thing is, though, I think it's possible. I don't want that. I don't plan to have that. Am I willing to? Yeah. Because I, I you know, you got to find a life. I'm saying, though, that I'm not attached to this life of, of, of prosperity, mm -hmm. even though it chases me now. So that's the, that's the game. See, it's like a cat. You chase a cat, right? It always runs away. And so the chasing part is the inner game. If we can find the contentment, money will be naturally yours. I just, it seems a little foo-foo, but that's real. Because if you're doing something like, if I can say, be yourself, not be an entrepreneur, not be a businessman, make sure you do your business planning and all this stuff that we're told on every level. If you can be yourself, you'll become magnetic. You will, you will do something in your life that will leave an impact on this planet. When you're doing that, that is the ultimate entrepreneur is I solve problems and people need that problem solved. And it's something that I'm so deeply passionate about helping people get out of their own way to build a business that can pay for the life that they dream. That's, that's because that's in my soul. I'm still that little boy back in my dad's house wanting to leave. And I understand compassion and empathy. I'm deeply motivated by people stuck in their own shit. And because I know how to help them out of it. So that's why money's coming after me because I'm doing what it's built. I'm built for this. And I think people are doing what they think they should, like start an agency or I should be in tech or whatever these things are. But what about just being you? Like it's not good enough. So we need to get the good, not good enough feeling away so you can embrace your own magic because then money will chase you. Not because of some strategy, it's because you're magnetic. Like if it was just solving a problem on the world, you know, that's tied to your own story, that's unstoppable. So let's go back to your story, right? You were in sales, then you started to get into real estate investing. Yeah. And then from there, when did you start getting the idea of, of coaching, giving back? When did that yeah. idea start kind of transition and start coming so, about? 
so I uh, I was crazy because I, I I didn't have self awareness or even but which in some way it's okay because I quit being a a real uh, a furniture salesman when I read Robert Kiyosaki's uh, testimonies of the rich dad poor dad I couldn't believe it I was like these are my people and I'm crazy I'm like I want to do real estate so I quit the job my the president of the company goes you are going to regret this and I did and I didn't. And ended up with a portfolio of over 60 some properties. You know, I, I had a company called Cashflow Consultants and I crushed. Like I had investors, we had great investments, we were all making money. Uh, I was young though. I hadn't had enough experience to experience what it's like to fail. And so the crash hit 2008. And my investors were okay. You know, they called me and they're like, we want to get out of some of these properties. I said, I can't. And being a performance person that you grade your own success and your own identity on how well you perform. It crushed me. My identity was attacked at full speed by by my and my investors, and so I I ended up uh, I, I ended up selling off a lot of the properties because I wasn't there was no investing going on. Like no one's investing. Like people are killing themselves because their investments are like financial planners are committing suicide. Like it's something that you'd never want anyone to go through. But I'm really thankful I did. I had to navigate millions of dollars of investments for these people, and I was young. The guy mm -hmm. found I so. So that was, that was, a, we're using real money. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like it was, obviously, no, I don't know what that means. I know that I was oh. financing it where there was money. Like, I don't know what the difference is. So, so were you, were you underwater then? I mean, or was it like, were, no, like, so we had, so everything was down payments. And so my investors would put a big chunk of cash in, we'd finance it. You okay. know, we use the bank's money. Uh, in Canada, it was way different than the States. Like banks would go under Canada debt stuff didn't happen. So we were pretty safe. Plus everything cash flowed. The only thing is I had a few projects going that were needing to be sold was part of the exit. And those to this day, I'm still stuck in a couple of them. And so, and so that's the, so I've got a, like, if I went back and investing, I would dominate. Like I know the game. I just, I just feel like, um, I, I feel like uh, I got an amazing lesson on what it is to know real estate. Some real estate doesn't go up for 10 years. I always used to say, give it five, 10 years, everything goes up. So that's just immaturity, well, you know? In Canada, I, I thought I saw it somewhere, and this was a couple years back, that when we had the dip here in the U.S., that yeah. was pretty drastic. We were talking about 50% drop. It Great wasn't really as drastic up in Canada. It wasn't as drastic, but it took 10 years to recover still to okay. get back to that. So it was real. What it was was everything. So, yeah, price-wise, underwater. Yeah. A, a lot of them, right? Because I was leveraged, man. Like, I leveraged yeah. everything. That was a mistake. I could have yeah. done 40 properties. I could have, so if I was to rebuild the entire, just on a side note, if I was to rebuild a real estate investment company, I would change the entire game from leverage to, to uh, cash flow. And what I would do is say, okay, you want to invest in this? I'd first invest in a $20 million property, not a bunch of houses. That was a mistake looking back because if I scaled four cities and I had houses everywhere, right? So I had, I had staff, multiple offices. I created more infrastructure than I needed. I would just go really big and I would raise 50% of the money cash, at least 50 and so, then there would be a, a security blanket for long-term wealth where people would just have their cash flow come out and they'd have an income. And then it, we'd have an equity game as, as the bonus. And then for, we'd have a monthly cash flow coming out because it's so much of a down payment. I know it's backwards, but that's what I would do. Well, for people listening right now, and this is just mine, you can um, say I'm an idiot or <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The, the higher the price point you go in investments, the usually the cheaper it is per door. 
right? So less basic competition for the most part. I don't know if, if I'm saying that correct or I don't know. Right. I think okay. I, I, I don't I don't really do a blanket statement. There's always okay. exceptions to everything. So yeah, I feel like yeah. I feel like the way I look at it is is depends on what your plan is. If you're mm -hmm. just looking for big cash flow, you're probably looking at a cheaper price with like rooming rentals and Airbnb is high. So I say high, high, high management. A lot of times you can get a lot of money but it's yeah, high management yeah. and it's usually in an area that's a little cheaper because the purchase price versus the rental income. You know, if I like that middle ground of an area that's not really, really built up yet, you find that area that's a little bit more expensive. That's got some stability. It's already gone through some of the changes. I like yeah. those areas because those are, those are areas where my money is safe and it's low, low management, way better tenant profile. So that's, that's just my thinking. That makes sense. perfect sense. So you're, you're, <clears throat> You're in that moment, you're getting rid of some of the properties and then kind of what happens next? Yeah, I, 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 uh, I'm really good at sales and marketing. So, and, and, and at that time I was going through a lot of personal development as well. So I went, uh, I, I started coaching and I started picking up clients all over the place and helping them with their businesses. Uh, and it was very satisfying. It was very cool. But most of the time we ran into the actual business owner and their mindset and their limiting beliefs and the things that help them back. So I help them work through a lot of that relationship issues or you virtually call me a relationship coach, to be honest, you, relationship with yourself and relationship with others. Those, those affect business the most. And, and I started talk, doing that. And you talked about it, that most of your businesses were referral based. So I'm guessing yeah. the first couple of clients you had people reach out to you or how did no, that no, 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 no. <laughs> I had to convince people to hire me. Oh okay. yeah. Times have changed and you still have to right to a point, but it's mostly referral now. But I went, I went and actually found real estate agents were the most undertrained. Now everyone and their dogs are real estate coach and most of them are <laughs> shit to be honest. But the thing is my, uh, what I did was I started coaching real estate agents and I started coaching real estate agents in their mindset and in long game world-class experience systems when everyone was doing front loaded sales training, which yeah. I know how to do, but that's very short lived because you need to keep the client for 20 years. No one talks about that. Like how, like if I said, how do you keep your client for 20 years? I don't know. We got wicked lead gen though. We do our follow-up calls though. Yeah. And we celebrate the anniversary that nobody else celebrates except real estate agents. It's awesome. Like the, the, I, when I get into real estate training, I realized how far it was. And I didn't like real estate agents because I was an investor. So yeah. I'll tell you one story. One lady, we bought 16 condos from her in two weeks with my group of real estate investors, 16. Okay. She made well made over hundred grand in two weeks, not even an F and thank you card not even anything. And so I realized, I thought if I ever got in this game, I will destroy this game. And it's not cocky. It's just that they don't understand customer service. It's always about the agent. And it's like, do you want a pen with my face on it? Yeah. I've been dreaming about that for 10 years. Uh, can I have two? It's such bullshit. Like it's, they're missing, they're missing human, well, human connection. It's a lot of branding. Yeah. I, th I think um, now, right. There's different companies, right? Like you have like the, the Mike Ferry, the Tom Ferry is about the prospect. And then you have the Brian Buffini, that's about basically building relationships, but you don't really have a lot of coaches that mesh it together. No. Yeah. So, 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 um, I, I actually saw a lot of success when I was coaching real estate agents as a business coach. So I thought I was in, in that transitional time still, right. From real estate to coaching, it's going good. And I thought, what would it be like if I actually became an agent and, and started it and like documented and proved the whole thing? And that's what I did. So I convinced, I got my license and I convinced 12 agents to work with me on my real estate launch program, just made it up. Mm -hmm. And we met weekly for six months. So I ended up selling almost half a million dollars of real estate in my first, uh, first year. 
And my second year, I sold almost $660,000 paid out commission. So over $1.1 million my first two years, no lead gen, no website, barely had a business card. And it was just all bait. I had tons of referrals coming in right away. And so I realized that and I started coaching agents and I've, I've been uh, like, I've always, I, I coach some businesses and I work with a lot of executives in their relationships, to be honest, I run retreats now, but the real estate, I, I run something called the real estate reboot camp. And it's, it's heavy on the mindset, heavy on inner, uh, inner beliefs, but heavy on creating a long game that keeps your clients forever. So here's the deal. I got a guy I'm working with 35 years in the game. Okay. When I started working with him, he's doing lead gen calls. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? 35 years in the game and you're doing lead gen. He's like, yeah, I'm like three grand a month and doing this. I'm like, you're a great sales guy. I said, tell me what, how many transactions have you done? He's like, oh, well over a thousand, like thousands. Right. So I said, okay, what if you kept a thousand clients and you had a 5% referral rate? And his mind just went, holy shit. Cause he's sitting in Vancouver. Every sale is like 15,000 commission at least. Like I said, you could have 50 sales, zero marketing. If you would have kept your clients for life at 5% referral rate, nobody's talking about like, I'm a business coach. I'm not a real estate coach. I'm like, why don't we build a business and actually treat it like a business and everyone in real estate, it's really goofy because you have a real estate agent trained to be salesmen, even brokerages. Everything is about being a salesman, not a business owner. So I help, I transform business owners. I mean, real estate agents into business owners. That's the biggest thing because, mm -hmm. because most, imagine if I call, it was on this call and I'm like, yeah, starting a restaurant, Vinny, starting a restaurant. I, I'm going to do the cooking, the hosting, cleaning, the parking lot maintenance. I'm going to, you would look at me and go, you're an idiot and you're going to fail. Well, that's how I see real estate agents. You're an idiot and you're going to fail because you're doing sign calls. You're doing listing documents. You're doing everything. And that what falls apart is aftercare. There's no time. So you have to shift the mindset to become a business owner versus a hustler where everyone in the world is proud to be a hustler. And I'm like, you're dumb. Why are you working so hard? It gets crazy. I sold my real estate company and two, for the last two years, like, cause I, I, I built a, one of the largest teams and most successful teams in Western Canada. I ended up selling it. That was always the plan. So I built it. So I built a business and sold it for two years. I, I made hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, not selling anything. I did nothing. Mm -hmm. I did coaching. So, yeah. so the approach on real estate is definitely needing an overhaul because like you said, you got the Mike Ferry sales trainer, you got the Tom Ferry, which is a social media listing guy, all has value. Buffini, good human being who believes in stopping by and doing touches and stuff. But the thing is, the mindset needs to change from hustler to business owner into completely different coaching. So that's the that's I got into that. And and, and it's been uh, it's been a massive success all across North America. It's been really cool. But I, I, I look for certain type of people, not the guy that wants to become the top guy in the city. That's not my guy. I want to use your business to build a life you love. Well, let's say we're talking in, in, in five years from now, where's your program going to be, platform going to be, and where's Ben going to be? You know what? Since I've won the game, so I used to, I used to live life as if it was overtime. And I thought if I slow down at any second, I'll get scored on. And that mentality almost cost me my life, my marriage, my health, everything. And so my mentality is I've already won. So if I keep doing the same thing I'm doing now, I'm super happy. But things are on a very fast paced trajectory right now. So I I'm scaling my real estate reboot right now. <clears throat> so we've got broker just knocking down our door saying, Hey, look, how do we get, how do we get involved in this? They want a mindset coach more than a real estate coach. I'm kind of at this, I'm seeing a really neat trend happening where all the other coaches hasn't worked because it's, they don't grow the real estate agent, they grow the system. So I feel like all the other coaches, I shouldn't say everybody. Okay. I'm not trying to be arrogant or nothing, but what I see out there is, is coaches helping agents build race cars but they don't actually look at two things, the fuel of the car 
and they don't look at the driver skill. So you have to realize that's and so so I'm I'm looking at doing that. My I'm also I'm also running retreats. So I have a, I take people for three and a half days, do deep dive on who you are and what you want. Deep dive, nothing to do with business. We break down relationships with yourself, the limiting limiting beliefs around money, around your self-image. And we break that down. And these are the guys that are seeing the most growth. Like we're talking doubles and triples and quadruples because of the inner game. And so I think I'm, I've got a book coming out, The Richest Real Estate Agent, How to Build a Seven-Figure Real Estate Business Without Sacrificing Your Family. I really believe that in five years, I'll be a household name. To, I'll be the only mindset uh, personal growth coach in real estate, but I'm also branching out to business owners, executives. I'm taking, uh, like I'll be taking, you know, 10 or 15 executives from a company and putting them through my retreats. And so, and, and honestly living, living in where I live, I moved to West Vancouver from Edmonton, Alberta. And now I live in BC looking at, I literally I'm sitting on one of the most prestigious neighborhoods looking at the ocean right now. So I wake up happy, like so happy. I go to the ocean. I went for a two, a two hour date in the middle of the day with my wife, just walking the ocean. And I know it sounds really good, but man, I paid my dues, man. I got really focused on what I want, where I wanted to live, who I want to be with. I'm ridiculous with that stuff. And so I feel like if I can spread that message, if I can help more people, but I don't need to help more people. You know, I've already, I've already changed a generation behind me. My kids are not going to ever, ever experience what I experienced. So that's pretty awesome legacy. I'm happy with that. So if, pe if people are listening right now, what's the best way of them following you, reaching out to you, uh, hear more about your, your business? benosterveld.com is my website okay. so the other one is ben Osterveld instagram facebook gets pretty full but you can jump on facebook too that's more groups and actually coaching there and stuff now i've got five thousand it's they should they should jump that to ten thousand but but instagram's great uh ben Osterveld. everything's benosterveld.com and uh, if if they're a real estate agent and they want to build out their systems and have their mindset looked at and and do the deep dive on this the real estate reboot camp you'll find it on my website it's six months i've got it priced at a way that's going to be not too shabby for for it's not a twenty thousand dollar coaching program that's going to get you an accountability partner put it that way it's going to be a real deal it's real systems i lay out every single one of my systems they get them all like i give everything away and then my job is to challenge their mindset so they'll execute why are you why are you not doing what you know you should do let's solve that problem makes sense well i appreciate you ben uh for for being here i i know you have uh other interviews, other platforms you're, you're heading off to. I appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast. Hopefully everyone listening got some great nuggets. Go find Ben. His information is in the show notes. Thanks, Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.TheEnriquezGroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group, signing off.